0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Instant Classic Podcast. My name is Jason With me as always, my brother, Emory Ogletree the second. What's going on, sir?
1: What's good, brother, man? We we had a great weekend, a week of sports we're coming off of, man, unbelievable.
0: Yes, it has it has been a spectacular stretch. So let's let's jump in. A lot has happened in the NBA in terms of like news-wise. Um, let's start off with our 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 man Kevin Durant, he is off the table. Um, him, the owner, the GM, and coach Steve Nash have all come to an agreement that they just gonna run out this contract. You know, he got four years left. He gonna be a Brooklyn net at least as of right now. We never know what's gonna happen in the NBA. When 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 that that news came out, what was your what was your thoughts? I know I know you had something.
1: I honestly. Honestly, just didn't care anymore. I'm I'm just telling you that is just the honest to God truth. When it came out that they more or less came to a, you know, an agreement, and that Kevin Durant was going to stick around, I was like, all that for nothing.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: That was the first thing. All that for nothing to, you know, make all these demands and standards and yada yada yada. And it, it through it all, I was just sitting there. me I mean, and like I said, for Kevin Durant's talent, it was just, to me, such a black eye to me on him legacy-wise. because he, he is that good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's good enough to lead a franchise on his own, not to have to join more or less a team that more or less doesn't need his services but wouldn't hurt if they had him right? And now it's just like, okay, dude, now you're here, so now what? Now it's time to put up or shut up. And now you still got one year of Kyrie Irving, which I'm not going to lie, also kind of disappointed me. I really wanted that trade to go through. I really, did. I, I really wanted Kyrie to get traded to the Lakers. I'm not lying. And we'll, we'll get to the Lakers a little bit later, but I just did because for the life of me, could not just fathom why everybody thought this was such a great idea. And <clears throat> I guess the one silver lining out of all this is I get one more year of the Brooklyn Nets.
0: I know. You know, will Ben Simmons play?
1: Like, how many games will Kyrie be available? Will that, Kevin Durant it, get fed up? And you know, and let me you know. I got shout out my my cousin, you no, know, uh Daniel. You no, know, he, he does uh he does uh marketing for them, uh for the Brooklyn Nets. So I got shout out, shout him out. I, I sent him a text like, hey man, don't get caught up on all that drama. But uh through it all, I just like I said, man, I just one more year, and it's killing me now that through all this. Everybody still wants to start banging on the Brooklyn Nets again. Like, have we seen enough? Mm-mm. After all this, and now everybody, here we go again. Everybody back in the bandwagon. The Brooklyn Nets to go to the finals, the Brooklyn Nets to go to the conference finals. No, I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy the ride. I really do hope they make the finals. I do, I for the life, please let them make the finals. Please. when it still all basically goes up in flames. You're just gonna see me somewhere with a drink in my hand going. I have to tell you. And that's us not even think about what's going to happen next year. <laughs> like I said, man, I, I I couldn't imagine being a role player on that team. I really couldn't. All this talent. I'd just be sitting up around like, man, I don't even know what I'm going to get from day to day. Because there's no real leadership there. Yeah. Who is the leader of that team? Who?
0: Kyrie uh, wants to think it's him. <laughs> Kevin Durant just wants to hoop. And Ben Simmons just wants to be left alone. And Steve
1: Nash is just more or less Steve Nash. Yeah, it. it believe me, when a coach loses the respect of a squad, man, basically you're just there. There's no coming back. There's, I mean, you're just there. And this is coming from a dude that played on teams that I, I believe me, I that I lost respect for a lot of coaches. I just, you know, have more character within myself. Like I just want to win. I want to win. That's me. I didn't respect my coach. There are coaches I didn't respect. At whatsoever, man. I'm just like, dude. As long as you put me in the game, that's all I care about. If you're not putting me in the game, you know, f you. <laughs> if you don't put me in the game, we're not going to win. But I don't see that. You no know, killer wanting to win in any of anybody on that roster.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: AD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, whoever. I just don't see that. And this, I mean, like I said this will still go down as the biggest joke. This is a bigger joke than the Lakers. That's why I'm saying anybody doesn't see that. The biggest joke of a super team in the history of the NBA, point blank. And I'll leave it at that. I'll let you go ahead and take it from there. I know
0: when, to me, when I heard the news, I immediately thought that they called KD's bluff and won. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I'm pretty sure they got, I mean, once he was available, I know for a fact every team in the NBA put out their feelers, you know, like, hey, we'll give you this. and. Now, I have no idea of what happened, but what I think happened, they got a trade package that they would have took, but it would have been from, like, the Sacramento Kings or um, the Detroit Pistons or something like that. And they mm-hmm. went to KD saying, like, hey, you can come back with us or we're going to take this deal with, like, Sacramento or Detroit or Orlando, whoever else was going to give them, you know, the assets and the draft picks and all that that they wanted. And Kevin Durant was like, all right, cool. We running the bet. That's what I think happened. I think they called his bluff. I think they said, like, we're willing to bet that you're going to run. I mean, he's there for four years. He had no position to make any trade demands. If he had, like, one or two years left, maybe then he had a little bit more more stroke. But nah, like, they could have just let this go. So I feel sorry for the man. <laughs> but it's a, it's a wrap. Now, let's, let's move on. You mentioned your Los Angeles Lakers. Um, Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook are on the same team, at least for right now. Um, <laughs> those two hate each other, man. Like, if there is, like, a group, a, a rivalry between two players that is in the NBA, this goes back to, like, their, you know, Russell's OKC days. Like, this has been going on for a while. What did you think when they when they pulled that trade off?
1: A little surprised, and I'll be real. I mean, slightly insulted, but I mean, I I, I lost that insulted feeling pretty quickly because like I said they they've been trying to ship Russ more or less even before the season ended. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like I said that Russ deserves some blame, but the the <laughs> amount of blame he's gotten for what happened last season was just completely. Out of the box, but like I said, but that could be that was predictable, especially with a team you know led by LeBron James. But eventually, the more I sat back and thought about it, here we go again. I believe it could work. I do. Now you're right. I mean, there's there's a lot of history between Pat Bev and Russ. No, he took Russ out. Was it during the season or was was it it wasn't the playoff? Right when he hurt Russ,
0: yeah. I think no, it, I don't think it was a plan I think it was during the playoff. season.
1: Yeah. yeah, but I mean, but from the time he hurt Russ and moving forward all the way up, I mean, there's always, they've always more or less buddy heads. I mean, just last season, when they played Minnesota, he was sitting there talking about how Russ was basically playing for them because Russ couldn't throw a rock in the ocean, right? hmm And like I said, at this point, man, honestly, I, I, it's the same question I, I just constantly keep asking. At this point, what are you playing for? I give Pat Bev this. Pat Bev is the kind of dude I would I would want to play with. Oh, yeah. he go hard every game. So, I mean, and that's kind of – we, we may not even get along off the court. I don't care. For 48 minutes, I just need to know you're going to go to war the way I'm going to war. And Pat Bev is made like that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about Pat Bev where I was just sitting there saying, like, you know what, this could work. Now, they traded away Taylor Horton, Tucker, and Stanley Johnson. You know, young guys – you know, who knows what might happen now they're going to Utah, and especially now with Donovan Mitchell being gone, maybe they'll get more time to, you know, really show what they can do, get a little bit more, you know, room to, you know, expand and grow. You know what I'm saying? But if you're the Lakers, it's like, if you're not trying to go for the title now why you have a LeBron James, a Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis, God willing, they actually go ahead and play this year. You, you need that defensive dog. You need somebody who's more or less going to help set the standard. Mm-hmm. And I'll give Pat Bev that. I mean, with Pat Bev, you get he you're gonna get what you know what he should what he gives you. He doesn't sugarcoat nothing. I mean, he's pretty much gonna tell you what he feels. I think you're talking about a dude somewhat in the likes of Russ, similar but might maybe a little different in terms of he's confident enough in his own skin, but I don't think necessarily he's gonna more or less become one of the drones of LeBron. If that makes sense, yeah. I don't think he'll be a LeBron drone. I don't think he'll be afraid to call LeBron out, which I think needs to be done. You know, we we like so again. We can all recognize the greatness of LeBron. We're not going to take nothing away from that. But as I've always said, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna be the man, the star, the greatest player, whatever you're gonna call it, then you got to be the one that sets the standard. And I, like I said, for my speaking for myself, I've always had a problem with guys who were "quote unquote" stars. If you didn't go as hard as me, I couldn't respect you. And to me, I think I see that in Pat Bev. You know, for example, I think that LeBron or AD kind of start going through their diva phase. I could see Pat Bev calling them out. Yeah, I really could. I could see it being some. Yeah, I mean the intensity that they both bring. And I felt that the Lakers, especially LeBron, especially AD, needed. Like I said, again, this could work. But it, there's so many different pieces that got to come together. Like I said, I mean, at this point, what are y'all playing for? We know LeBron's going to break Kareem's scoring record. Okay, so what? We know LeBron averaged 30 last season playing 59 games. So what? No one said that LeBron still couldn't play. Of course
3: you're going to get yours.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You're going to get yours.
1: So, what does all that mean if it's not being put towards a common goal? And that's not just going to the playoffs, it's the Lakers for crying out loud. And that window is damn near shut. <laughs> I've said that if they, them, if they don't win it this year, LeBron's title runs are done. And all he will be able to do is sit back. And watch because if Steph Curry surpasses him, brother, we're gonna have a real discussion then.
3: It's 4-4 right now. Yeah.
1: And the way Steph is looking, looking pretty good in terms of his title chances. And don't get me started, LeBron with the golden state. Whoa. That'd be a bad look. That no, would be that would be worse than Kevin Durant. That would be worse. It, it would, it would. It would. But I mean, Pat Bev going to the Lakers. I said it's I, I see it. Like I, I see the gift and the curse. The curse could be like, you no, know, Rust, you know, could just be like, what the hell is this? But re- from the reports I'm getting from the show is apparently they manned up, they you know they talked, or whatever, and apparently, you no, know, they came to uh, you know, uh, a truth, so to speak, which I mean, honestly, like I said, just from the way I feel they are, from what I've seen on TV, seeing that like they're, they're, they're those kind of men.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I agree. Like I said, I mean, you no, know, like I said, like I like think of myself. If we got something to say, let's just go and get this all out in the open. Whatever we got to say, say it to our face. Let's get it out. Don't leave nothing. The bottom line is that look, yeah, we got beef, we got history, whatever you want to call it. But now we got to play together. What are we going to do? What are we going to be about? Are you coming to help contribute? Or do, do I need to basically still be watching you and be, you know, be basically, you know, be, be on my toes about if more or less I got to get ready to knuckle up with you? Tell me what it's going to be. And then Pat Bell, you know like I said? I know he sent a tweet out saying that he would love to play for the Lakers. Like I said, I got to believe that he meant that. And I got to believe that, like, he's just saying, look, I know how you're made. You know how I'm made. Let's just go ahead and and get it done now together. If we get trade, if you can trade again, then we can go back to what we used to be. But right now, this is where we are. You and I are together now. Let's go. And I think that's all you can ask for is all right, cool. I'm going to take you as a man for your word and say, you ready to go to war? I'm going to go to war with you. I already know how you get down. Mm -hmm. I already know how you get down. I respect, I don't have to like you, but I can respect how you get down. I played with plenty of guys like that. Didn't like them personally. But the way they got down, I had no choice but to respect it. And I think that's just what it's going to be right now. And I think the Lakers needed that. They needed that. (laughs) Like I said, I'm so interested. I'm so into this upcoming NBA season. It's not even funny. I I told you from the jump, when Rush joined the Lakers, I had no choice. I'm going with the Lakers this year. I have to. I'm not (laughs) abandoning this ship.
3: I am picking the Lakers to win it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: like it's the <laughs> you can say what you want but i already put myself out there and i'm i'm, I'm no coward i'm not gonna abandon ship i can't do it and i'm gonna have to, and if, it, if it goes if it goes if it goes if it goes south like it did last year i'm about to eat it and i'm gonna basically really let it go in terms of how i really feel about it but what happened last year to me wasn't just simply about basketball to me, it wasn't simply just about basketball. There were a lot of different factors that go into it. But yeah. now there's a new voice of leadership in Darvin Ham. I mean, we're more or less coming to the end of all this. The NBA season's coming upon us. Now that KD's staying in Brooklyn and Donovan Mitchell's in Cleveland and, you know, I'm trying to think, Kyrie signed, is it? No extension to stay in Brooklyn one more year. It seems like Russ is going to be there. So as far as I'm concerned, we might as well just stop all the rush trade talk and let's just get down. Let's just get this year out the way. But I really want to see what these cats are made of, especially LeBron. I'm not talking about how he plays. I want to see some real leadership this year because what I saw last year was a joke.
0: To quote one of my favorite movies,
1: uh,
0: Attitude Reflects Leadership.
1: That's why I feel Pat Bev will kind of be that shot that they need. But what about what about you? How do you feel about it?
0: See, me, I didn't. The main issue that I had with the trade was that the Lakers don't really have any tradable assets, like, as a team. Like, the one really piece that they had was THT and uh, Stanley Johnson, unless they planning on trading one of their big three, LeBron, Anthony Davis, or Russ. But even with Russ, like, you ain't going to get that much back. Currently, just because of the way he played last year, his value is at an all-time low. So, and when they were kind of even looking to trade Russ, they was like, "Yo, we're gonna need like two or three draft picks, you know, just to take just just to start this conversation." So, and now that you got rid of THT just for Patrick Beverly, I feel like man, this is the dude who you chose over all the other people who you guys let go. You know what I mean? You chose or THT
1: Anthony Johnson. Oh, Anthony
0: Johnson, people. like over Caruso and. uh I forget what was my dude, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and all of them. Like you chose them over all of them. Like when you let all those other people go. So I'm like, eh. So now that you decided, like, you know, you're just gonna cut your loss and, and get Patrick Beverly. Well, you know, and he's and he's older. Like, this is kind of what got them in that position last year with all these old people. And I know they've gotten they've gotten considerably younger, but they've also gotten younger and unproven. Um, so I think it was a I think now they're just trying to they're they're throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks
1: well i mean here's the here's the thing i'm not saying that you're wrong with what you said my thing with tht was always this he he was just too he, he was just too hot and cold for me it was just too much Unbound, like when he's great he's when he's good he's really good mm-hmm. but when he's bad he's bad you know and it's just kind of like, to me, when he was on the court, it almost seemed like he 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 could get his rocks off when he was just out there on the bench, but it just got to the point where he was almost like, he almost had the attitude that you all they were hoping that uh, Kyle Kuzma would have, mm-hmm. but he didn't. But he had too much of it at the wrong time. You know, like when the Lakers didn't have much of a bench last year, you know? <laughs> and THT, man... <laughs> There were just some shots that he would take, and I'm just like, dude, it's like it's just not going for you, Chief. But he just didn't know when to turn it off. And like I said, I mean, if you're gonna be a basketball player, man, you at least to me, at least be a complete one. Yeah. You know, to me, I mean, he I, I never really don't want to say I question his effort, but I just never felt like it was very consistent. I mean, he's not very, he's not a very good defensive player. He's all right. You know, but like I said, I mean, but his offense isn't going. Otherwise, you know, so you're just a body out there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That dude, Stanley Johnson, I mean, you know, here we go again. I mean, another body. You know, he he had you no know, spurts here and there, but nothing that really made you go, oh, huh, he's a keeper. I still would have kept Dwight Howard over Stanley Johnson. Yeah. You know, like I said, I mean, I know you no, know, Bev's no spring chicken, but like I said, I, but I know what I'm going to get with Bev. Like I said, If Bev gives you points, it's like, that's just a bonus. Yeah, I just need you to go out there and be that irritant. Listen, that's the one great thing about playing defense. You you don't have to draw up no schematics. Just go out there and do your job. I don't give a damn what – if you're man-to-man, zone, whatever. The bottom line is this. I got you. Let's go. That's it.
3: That is it. Defense is more what's in your chest
1: than anything. True. It's in your chest to say, look at another man. And say, I'm gonna make you work. Now you, if you're gonna get yours tonight, you're gonna earn every single bucket, that's and that's all what I'm gonna do. Pat Bev, outside of injury, I know that I'm gonna get that every night.
2: Mm-hmm. You no,
1: know, I'm gonna get that every night. And
0: one thing that I do think was a, a missed opportunity for the Lakers because really, they whole thing is championship. It's championship or bust. You know what I mean? Making the playoffs. Is not a consolation prize. They really missed a huge opportunity to develop the the few young people that they had. Like when Golden State was terrible, like them youngins, they was playing, you know, thirty eight to forty minutes a game. Like I don't see why they weren't just running their young people to the ground to see what you got.
1: Well, I mean, this because this, this is
0: a, Le, a LeBron James team. Yeah, man, you <laughs> y'all know y'all ain't, y'all know y'all ain't winning.
1: Like. This I is mean, why Golden State is in the position that they in. Yeah, but I mean, but, but Golden State's culture is different, though. I mean, you got to remember this. For one, there's this, the Lakers' culture, and then there's LeBron James. Those are two separate things. That LeBron is James isn't a natural-born natural, natural born Laker. You know, we talked about this before. You know, right now you know, on Hulu, they got this documentary, which I'm loving, talking about the Lakers' history, mm-hmm. you know, legacy. And I, I, I did. I took issue with the fact. Again, I was like, you know, should LeBron really be on there? I mean, granted, they won the bubble, but when I think the Lakers, I don't really think LeBron. I still don't. Yeah. Now, I know how the game's going to be played and everything else like that. When it's all said and done, they're going to put his number up there. They're going to put his number up there with the other other jerseys. They, they just are. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's for sure. But there's the Lakers culture, and there's LeBron James and what comes with it. Those are two separate things. The Golden State Warriors have a culture, period. Therein lies the difference. When you play LeBron, just based off of what I there's like an accommodation that comes with it When he plays, I should say. Now, it's different when he's out. But as I said, but again, here we talk, but there's no balance to it. Mm-hmm. Why is it that we play one way when this dude's not here, but when we, when we come, now we got to basically shift and appease this guy, and basically appease him to make sure things go the way that he likes them going. And still, we still get our, you know, basically the results that we're looking for. Those are two different things. Yeah. Those are two separate things. So, I mean, you know, again, like I said, I mean, the Gold just did it right, man. Like I said, again, you know, you got to tip your hat off to Steve Kerr and, like I said, Steph, Clay, Dre, all them. I mean, they just, they, they created a culture like the, the Spurs did. Yeah, where is this plug? Plug in somebody go down. Plug in another one. Every all new players come in. This is what it is. Period. Because I guarantee you, when LeBron leaves the Lakers, the culture will change. I don't know who the coach may be by that time, but I guarantee you, the Lakers without LeBron, when he's finally said and done, whether it's through retirement or whatever, he gets traded, will not play the same way they do now with LeBron on the team. Yes. It's, just, it's just that simple. That's what I said. This is why this year, I <laughs> this year to me, I think to me, it will be the most critical of his career. Not It's not so much that he has something to prove, but in, in some ways, he does in terms of what happened last year. But I like, I've never seen a superstar of his caliber gets so many excuses made for him and we're still supposed to keep him in the echelon of the all-time greats when the other all-time greats i'm thinking about ran into adversities they just had to eat it yeah they failed but for this dude it's like well look who he played with and you know he didn't have this and he was hurt and yada yada i mean there's, there's always an excuse I said, i I, would say, I really hope Patrick Beverly comes in there and shakes things up. I really do. If I if I hear Patrick Beverly start a fight and practice with LeBron, I'll I, I will sit there and be like, good.
0: <laughs> he's gonna fight Anthony Davis. Man, he's, look,
1: the, he's the one. Let's just hope Anthony Davis plays 40 games. <laughs> and again, the, the Lakers. <laughs> I said, man, I I got no I, I gotta go down with this ship one way or the other. Either I'm gonna look like a genius on one end, or I'm just going to be a a damn fool on the other. (laughs) Good luck to you. I I
0: wish your team the best. And you, you mentioned it a few minutes ago, but Donovan Mitchell is a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: Yes, he is.
0: I was, I was stunned. Um, Cause we had, you know, there had been all the trade rumors that, you know, he was going to get traded and, the only trade that you had heard like via the media was him going to the Knicks. And evidently from what I was reading, like the Utah jazz front office was so uh, upset at New York or, you know, at Donovan Mitchell as well for like wanting to go home to New York. They were like, man, we you to saying, we going to send you to Cleveland, um, which is, is crazy. I think Cleveland one, it was a crazy amount of like, what Utah has gotten for Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, like Danny Ainge has kind of done it again, um, right. the same way what he did in Boston, um, but they ain't gonna be able to get them free agents like Boston did. They just gonna have to hit on all these draft picks, but um, yeah. Yeah. it's a lot of a lot of picks. Um, but I do like the pairing of Donovan Mitchell and Garland. What was your thoughts when you saw the trade go down?
1: Well, first thing I I thought honestly was, well, I guess that means Russ staying in LA. Because, like I said, I mean, basically, that was like the last piece that I was waiting. Well, yeah, for the last piece, I was waiting to more or less fall. You know, I mean, the the talk was that it was going to be a three team trade to get Donovan to New York, like you mentioned. Of course, if it wasn't Kyrie, then they were going to try to throw uh, a trade with Donovan in there. I think they were going to try to get the Spurs and get the Lakers, and they're like, try to throw something around where Russ was going to be bought out in the end. Yeah. And Donovan would have ended up with the Knicks, something like that. So, anyway, it didn't happen. And when I, like you, when I saw that he was going to Cleveland, I was like, yo. (laughs) And at first, I thought he only got traded for draft picks. But then eventually they said, well, there were like two players that were involved. Your boy, uh, American, you just play for the yeah. bulls,
0: yeah. Laurie Marketing,
1: yeah, marketing, thank you. And uh, oh, the other one,
0: uh, Colin Sexton,
1: yeah, Sexton, you know, the um, you know they were involved too, so I was like, okay. And another thing that ran through my mind, and <laughs> I don't know if you like, I like hearing this, but your bulls are in trouble, chief, my brother, your bulls are in trouble, I think, right now. With Donovan Mitchell, then I'm just saying based off potential right now. I'm not mm-hmm. saying Cleveland is a contender, but with the projection, your bulls are going in right now. And I'm just, you know, counting if Lonzo is back healthy, even though we just heard that he's not gonna be back for the beginning of the season, which I'm sure that didn't make you happy at all. Not at all. You know, but just from like talent potential wise, I saw Chicago and Cleveland dead even. I really did, but I gave the advantage to Cleveland because they're younger, which gives their window more time. And I sat there, I looked at your Bulls. I was like, man, you have me. You got, y- y'all got to play y'all, re- y'all re-sign Levine. I was like, y'all got to make it happen now. These boys right here, they got time to grow. And even though, granted, Donovan didn't have the greatest playoff success in Utah, I think it's going to be a breath of fresh air for him to be playing with guys, you know, more or less around his age, playing on a team where I still feel he'll come in more or less uh, uh, assuming the leadership role. I think he's earned that kind of respect amongst the league, especially Mm -hmm. amongst young players, because they know who he is. And I think he's more or less coming in looking to succeed. I think he he realizes what he has in front of him potential-wise. I think he does. Yeah. And I look at this Cleveland team. I, I tweeted about it, you know, after the trade was announced. I put them right now right behind Memphis in terms of my teams of the future. Yeah, I could see that. I I, I did. I got Memphis first. After this trade, I put Dallas second. I put the Pelicans third. Dallas fourth. And who who's the fifth young did I have a fifth young team? I'm not sure if I had a fifth young team or not, but I mean, but those, those four teams right there, like, like these, these guys right here should be making some noise. I I should say like here in the next three to five, I said, when we get to basically embrace this brand new league, Mm -hmm. your LeBrons are gone. And I'm sure by this time, KD and Russ will probably be on their way out the door. If not, you know, who knows Hell, even Steph and clay and Draymond might be on their way out the door. Mm Mm-hmm. I think those teams right there are going to be ready to more or less assume their positions to where they're going to be like, yo, we're, we're ready to make a run at this. I, like I, said, I think we might be looking at a Cleveland-Chicago rivalry kind of like back in the day when MJ was trying to get over Mark Price.
0: We must hold hope for Giannis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is
3: true. That is true. That is true.
0: Like, I see a silver lining. I see the game playing. Um, It just has to, you know, just got to be patient. But um, I really liked the trade um, for Mitchell, mainly because, well, we know, he doesn't, you know, he's not the best defender. And mm-hmm. like what made him work in Utah was because he had Rudy Gobert back there to kind of cover up the mistakes. But in Cleveland, they kind of got the same thing with Mobley and Jared Allen back Absolutely. there. So they're not just going to get ate up. Defensively, if you didn't have because if they didn't have a defensive big back there, it would be like ah this ain't gonna work because him Garland isn't a lockdown defender either. Um, but I think with those two bigs back there, and then you got like Kevin Kevin Love coming off the bench just to kind of stretch the floor, right? Like I I love it. I think, yeah, when when I saw the trade go down, I was like, uh oh. And then when the Lonzo news came out, I was like, uh oh. Like (laughs) so, yeah, Cleveland. I think they're in that position where they're not going to win the championship next year. Oh, obviously. obviously. I think they have the potential to beat a team in the playoffs who could win the championship, if that makes sense. So they can mess around and beat a Miami. They can mess around and beat a Boston. You know what I mean? I They have the potential to be able to do so. I don't know if they will because they're young. Um, And even Donovan Mitchell don't got like any – Major like playoff wins, you know, under his belt,
1: but, right? That's why I'm not sure if I'd put him right there. I know what you're saying. Like I said again, y'all were the first ones that came to my mind. Like to me, if y'all played them in the first round, I'd be nervous. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Especially like our guard
1: positions shorted up. If they if they played Philly in the first round, I'd be nervous for Philly. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm um, just trying to think of some uh, other teams. I mean dare I dare you know what dare I even say you know I would love for them to play Brooklyn in the playoffs oh, I they, think they beat Brooklyn like I, said, I think with that youth and enthusiasm and just the excitement of playing a team that's expected to win it all I think they would make Brooklyn work for it mm-hmm. you know like I, said, I mean again I, my expectations for this Cleveland team again barring any injuries you know no injuries occur they'll make the playoffs and I'd have to see the season because right now, in my mind, I got them falling somewhere between like four and seven. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I got them somewhere somewhere between four and seven and depending on where they fall, at best, I got them going to the semis. Yeah. And to kind of piggyback off of uh, what I was saying at the beginning of uh, my whole uh, diatribe, Minnesota was my 15. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Minnesota was the fifth one. Yeah, but, but Cleveland, I was like, man, like these the potential's there, man. Like, here, here here, we go. And, I mean, if you're Donovan Mitchell, I'm happy for him because he wasn't going to go nowhere in Utah. He was going to leave anyway. Yeah, he was going to leave anyway. You know, but it, it, even if they had kept Goldberg, it's like, what to do what? Just to say y'all went to the playoffs again? I mean, and like I said this time, well, they, they – I mean, y'all squandered, what, a 2-0 lead when uh no, they didn't even have Luca. Then...
0: Didn't even have Luca. You squandered. You you lost to a Luka-less, like Dallas Maverick team. You lost Absolutely. to Jalen Brunson,
1: pretty much. You know, but I mean, like I said, this this is a breath of fresh air right here. I mean, in these this Cleveland team, and I mean, we saw how good they were this past season. The grand they lost, you know, two of their pieces, but I mean, what they're getting back, you know, I said you give them some time, let them find their their chemistry. I'm telling you, Bob, mid mid to end of season. I, said, I expect them to make the playoffs. These these cats should be scary, man. I said, I said if I if I'm MJ and Charlotte, I'm like, damn. <laughs> it's like really, like I'm sorry, yeah. I just got my team to the cusp of possibly being the eighth seed. And now here come these cats.
0: Yeah, it's the the East is just it is it is going to be madness. Like come yeah, playoff team.
1: The, the the East has really returned to its uh, dominant way. I don't think we've seen the East like this, maybe since, dare I say, the 90s.
0: Yeah, I would say like that uh, mid to late 90s when you had Chicago, New York, Indy. Mm-hmm. Um, even Miami was the, I think Zoe was there at that point in yeah, Miami. That, they were kind of on, sure on the up. That was um, Orlando so, time. That yeah. Show, Orlando time too, yeah. So it's going to be, yeah, the East is going to be just murderous row. Like, how the season shakes out, this is going to be an important regular season because seeding matters in the East. Like, you want that home court advantage because,
3: who,
1: buddy. Like, you better make the most of it. I said. I mean, and even if you are in the top four, like I said again, the that semi-matchup, you know, like I said, not to just you know, overlook the first round, but the semi-matchup, Especially thinking about those uh, higher seeds, mm-hmm. man, you, you better believe it. You you gonna be in for a dog fight. Yeah. <laughs> we're we against that conference final. I think both both teams are gonna be tired when they get there. Exactly, and even like the lower seeds, man. They the
0: if it falls the way I think, even the lower seeds got a dude who could potentially win a series on their own. You know what I mean? Like if if Melo Lamelo L- get hot and get like the right matchup and start cooking. Like, every game is going to be, like, you know, going down to the wire. Because he can he can keep a team in there by himself.
1: Like, I've seen yeah. him do it. Yeah, but I think right now with everything going on, I mean, the one thing about Charlotte, I, I'm kind of somewhat dismiss, dismissing them because of old boy Bridges. Yeah, I forgot. I and, and, forgot. Yeah, yeah, and with his situation, you know, yeah. I mean, I think, personally, I think, with it, you know, based off everything that's been reported about, to me, this dude should be out the league. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, and if they lose him, I mean, basically, you know, Charlotte's going to fall back. They That's are. You're right. you're MJ, uh-huh. you're sitting there like, can't win for losing. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how you justify. I mean, basketball strictly, Duke can go. He was a big piece of their team, along yeah. with the But like I said, we can't overlook, uh, you know, these accusations. And, I mean, and plus, I mean, they got the proof anyway. They showed photos of, the you know, the girl that yeah. he more or less assaulted. Yeah. He gone. I don't see how MJ could even, and especially coming off the NFL too, Yeah, just Sean Watson, but old boy for the Bills. Yeah, just the, the punter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see how MJ could possibly justify bringing him back. And after that, I don't see anybody who'd be willing to touch him.
0: Yeah. And um, I saw your your boy, uh, Montrez Harrell, he got his felony reduced to like a, a misdemeanor. For, yeah. Uh, For his case, so I expect him to get be getting signed, uh, probably like in the next week or so.
1: I still think the, I mean, once here we go again. I mean, I would love to see him go back to. He never should been let go by the Lakers. To me, that that's just me. If the Lakers have a spot, they need to bring him back to.
0: I was thinking like he would fit in perfectly on my Bulls in that role. (laughs) That that it was a mistake that Tristan Thompson had tried to fill.
1: like. (laughs) Like, yo, we need Montrez Harrell right there. That's hey, but you know what, though? That would be a great pickup for y'all. Montrez, Montrez on a couple East Coast teams would be a great pickup. Yes, if Montrez went to Miami, whoo, yeah, that puts them back at the one seat. Man, that'd be scary. Oh, shoot, even if they kind of found a way to try to squeeze him in Boston. I don't know how they do it, but still. But Montrez got that Miami mentality, too. But I could see him playing for Chicago. I, I definitely can see that. No, frame off the benches or some six man. Yeah. Just come in. Like you just come in and you just do. Like
0: we don't gotta run no plays for you. You yeah, Frank, just
1: Frank Frank Vogel didn't know what the hell he was doing, with my trades. Oh Frank Vogel, you're gone. Whatever, man. I don't think you'll
0: say that much. I think Frank Vogel would be an awesome assistant coach. <laughs> like, like you, you sir, you just you just you just you just help develop, maybe in the background. Like I think he would be really good at
1: that. I don't even think Frank Vogel, more or less. Well, I mean, it, it better be a, a very prime uh, assistant coaching position. Because, I mean, this dude, not only has this dude tasted no head coach, and he's been a head coach before, but I mean, he's a NBA championship winning the head coach, been an NBA championship winning the head coach.
0: Nah. We, nah. I mean, yeah, you won, a, you won a championship, but we all know who the coach of that team was. That was LeBron squad. That he was just along for the ride.
1: The LeBron effect, man. I'm telling you. That's little
0: why little. Mike Brown still be getting jobs. Like, you know saying? That dude's so
1: cash and checks. Hey, what is it, Mike Brown? Isn't he in Sacramento now?
0: He's in Sacramento now. Right. Like, and I, I swear he's still getting paid by Cleveland. <laughs> like, I swear Cleveland's still, still paying that man for whatever, like, five- or six-year deal he had, and then they fired him, like, after the first year.
1: Why well, I said, man, you... you it's gonna be such it's gonna be such an exciting season. Like I said it's I, I can't wait. I can't wait, you know, as much love as we give the basketball, there are other sports going
0: on, yes, indeed. so before we touch on the NFL, let's actually let touch on the NFL first. um the season is upcoming, and I know your squad the the Cincinnati Bengals, there's a lot of excitement here in the city. um. Regarding the Bengals, I don't know if you've heard, you know, being out in the West Coast, but they're finally getting an indoor stadium, uh, indoor practice facility. Um, they are building that thing right now. It just took a Super Bowl trip just to uh, be like, yo, man, we may have something here. Why well, should we practice in the elements when we can have an indoor facility to practice in, like all the other teams? And it's no longer Paul Brown Stadium. It is now Paycor Stadium. It's what? Yes. He finally sold the naming rights to get some more money. Like I know for a fact, Jerry Jones hated Mike Brown because he'd be over there in the owner meeting talking about, yeah, we need more money. And he was like, yo, man, you got a hundred million sitting right there. Like just name the state, just sell the rights. So I think that's how they're paying for their uh, indoor practice facility by using the naming rights to the stadium. So now it is pay stadium is where the Bengals play. So What are your expectations for your hometown team?
1: First of all, let's get one thing straight. I claim the Bengals because I'm born and raised out of Cincinnati, Ohio. That's my home. Always will be. I can't change that. The fact of the matter is this, y'all. We need to keep it a buck about what happened last year. Yes, it was great. It was a magical run. But it was 31 years since we won a playoff game. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, this is this is the thing that no one ever wants to recognize or talk about. Now, on one end, you got in 31 years, you got a bunch of young bucks who weren't even born when they were when they won last one a playoff game.
2: Mm-hmm. So I'm
1: talking to pretty much everybody from our age and over who remember that win in 1990 against the then Houston Oilers. I remember it. Sitting in my sister's room. Watching the game. Hold on. Excuse me one second. (laughs) So that's why I said all last year every playoff, every game they won up the Super Bowl. I was like, man, I'm just enjoying it. Because it's been 30-something years. Mm -hmm. Why can't we just enjoy it, y'all? And yes, they were that close to winning the Super Bowl. Was I disappointed? Sure. But Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Exactly what I said as soon as that game was over. Now we can talk about expectations. See, in those 30 years, you had all those Bengals fans. Oh, we're going to go to the playoffs. We're going to win the Super Bowl. How much of that BS did we hear for years? It was just like just total nonsense. We were never that good.
3: I remember we just made it back to the playoffs. Mm Mm-hmm. We just we had a 15 year stretch. We didn't even go to the
1: playoffs, and then when we went back, we couldn't win. But now we have a team that has shown their full potential. To me, right now, it's all this has shown me is that the Bengals, more or less, have have painted themselves into a corner because you you've set the bar. Now we can't go backwards. Nope. You sitting there saying they got a brand new indoor stadium. On one end, like, okay, you get into the Super Bowl. You deserve it at the same time. I'm like, hold on, man. We, we just got back here after 31 years. Granted, nobody on this roster was on that team 31 years ago. But I'm still a proponent of, like, you know what? Show me you can do it again, then maybe I'll give it to you. I demand, I don't expect, I demand the Bengals make the playoffs again. I demand they win. Damn it. I demand they go back to the AFC Championship, dare I say, the Super Bowl. If they don't, this season was the last season was a joke. It was a fluke. And I will say it to anybody. If the Bengals don't make the AFC Championship this year, I don't care if they go to the playoff game, the playoffs, get a buy in the first round, and lose the next. I'm say last year was a fluke, because technically it was. See, everybody wants to forget the fact that referee blew the call against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. The touchdown, that shouldn't have counted. That game should have went to OT. And Derek
3: Carr was balling there at the end.
0: And it took Patrick Mahomes playing the worst half of football he has played in his life.
1: I said, I'm all for enjoying the fact of seeing the Bengals succeed because we haven't had that much to cheer about in 31 years. But I'm also about being realistic. I demand the Bengals go back. Now, God forbid, like I said, because this is football. Injuries are to be expected. Mm-hmm. I'm not claiming injuries on nothing. God willing, no serious injuries where, you know, we lose, like, crucial parts of our team. Definitely Joe Burrow. Oh, if he's, he's hurt, It's it's... It's mean, wait till next year. I mean, they they brought in some new offensive linemen. God knows that offensive line from last year. My God, I think I could have went out there and done a decent job. And I never played football. At well, least not organized. I played on the street. I demand the Bengals go back to the AFC Championship. I'm. <laughs> I feel like I might be out of pocket by saying I demand you go back to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, that's how high you set the bar. You show me you're this good. So why would I just be okay with the fact, oh, we went back to the playoffs and we lost?
3: And we lost? Oh, man, I'll tell
1: you, if the, if the Bengals go back to the playoffs and lose the first game, oh, Doug, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose it. I'm, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to go in so hard. Like I said, I will call last season a fluke. I will take that AFC Championship Bengals towel I have and I'll burn it.
3: <laughs>
1: and I'll burn it. Don't sit here and tell me you got all everybody's expectation. When you finally have a good reason to have expectations for the Bengals. And to go backwards? No. I said, God forbid no injuries. But with the team we have now, man, we need to be thinking AFC Championship for at least the next seven to ten, unless we lose some cats and trades,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm
3: sure it's healthy. We we better not lose Joe Burrow. We Me. we better not lose Jamar Chase.
1: We better keep them cats in the house brown.
0: Keep everybody happy.
1: <laughs> nah, man, we can't go backwards. I demand I, you know we have to win the division. I don't care. Just make the playoffs. Just, that's all I care about right now. Just make the playoffs. If the Bengals miss the playoffs, oh, my goodness, I'll tell you, it's a fluke. <laughs> it was a fluke. Yeah, if they miss the
0: playoffs, everyone is going to say
1: fluke. Oh, no, no, they won't. See, that's, that's the thing. See, that because you got to remember, see, I had Bengal, Bengal fans coming at me last year hard on Twitter. Check my Twitter timeline during the playoffs. <laughs> oh, they came from my head. <laughs> they came for me hard. Just because I'm
3: keeping it real. Just because I kept it a buck. I just simply sat there
1: and said, like, yo, y'all, let's just enjoy it. First of all, why couldn't I just be happy we won one game in the playoffs? That's all I wanted. <laughs> I wouldn't even think of Super Bowl.
3: I thought, just win one damn game. <laughs> Oh. They went to the Super Bowl, <laughs> and these
1: mothers on Twitter, I mean, just calling me all such and such, just coming for me. You know, you know, they wouldn't do it face to face anyway. Oh, no, no,
0: not wrong.
1: And I'm just sitting there like, why are y'all acting like? Now, if you're, like I said, if you're under 30, I'll give you a pass because you don't know. God bless you. I mean, all you more or less know in your lifetime is the Bengals lose. You can't even think of a time where you remember. Where you can remember
3: when they won. I can. I remember when the Bengals used to be good on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it was in the 80s, but still, I remember. And we've been on some hard times, rock hard.
1: But we want to sit up here and like I said, take last year's run and just like, like, I said, just enjoy. I appreciate that run. But my expectations are so high, no one could look at me and say, You're being unreasonable. I'm like, Why? Why am I unreasonable? They went, didn't they? Because when I sat there and told y'all they were bums for 30 years and they were bums, I was a hater, but I was right. But now that my expectations are up here now. <laughs> I'm being unreasonable. You show me you can do it. My son has recently been potty trained for like almost a year now. If this young man turn around and regress, I'd look at him like, "My dude, come on,
3: man! You've been potty trained for a year. we going backwards.
0: Like I know you can do it.
3: We know you can do it. <laughs> no
1: excuse. <laughs> I'm not changing nothing." No, man, no, nah, Bengals. AFC Championship, Super Bowl, on my expectation, anything less. Last year was a fluke. Book it.
0: I love it. I love it. I'm looking forward to this NFL season. Um, at the time of this recording, this is the last Sunday without NFL football. Um,
1: exactly. I'm excited.
0: So next week it all starts. So I'm looking looking forward to the upcoming season. So, um, to end this podcast, i wanna talk about serena um she just finished up um her time at the u s open um she lost, which was kind of like the end of her career um it was such a great moment like it was it was great to see her win um like those first two mm. like you know it, you, you saw, like, that old fire, like, you know, she did not want to go out, like, with a whimper. Like, I'm not going out in the, with the first-round exit to somebody who no one has heard of. And right. then when she beat, like, the number two seed, that's when right. we all saw, like, yo, man she has a chance of, like, actually doing this thing. But right. I think just the emotion of it all, combined with her doing, like, doubles with Venus and all that, I just think she was tired. And you could see in her play in that last game, um, in that, that last set, she didn't have anything left to give. She went out there. It was me and you were talking about this off the air. It was just all will. Um, she gave all we had and I just wanted to just give her her flowers and just say like, well done Serena. Like, thank you for everything that you have done being a role model for, you know, countless African-American women and men. Um, and it was a, a pleasure to see her play. What, what was your thing? Your thoughts?
1: Oh uh, man, you you said pretty much everything. I'll just piggyback off of you. I mean, it was an honor to watch her play. I mean, here we go again. I was never really much into tennis before the Williams sisters. Mm-hmm. I, I might have glanced a little bit, you know, because I just like hearing about greatness. I mean, so you know, you heard about Sampras and Agassiz, so I used to kind of like peek and see, you know, at the time Sampras was like recognized as the greatest player of all time. But when the Williams sisters came on, man, I mean, you just couldn't help but watch because there was no no one like them yeah. in women's tennis. And obviously being, you know, two young black women, you know, you just obviously you want to cheer for you, for you, for your culture. Like you mm-hmm. want to succeed. But I mean, not only did these young women succeed, man, I mean, they, they set the bar so high. And Serena Williams, I said on our last episode, man, she gets my vote she is the greatest athlete man or woman of the 21st century
2: mm-hmm.
1: now, granted you and i will not live to see the year 2100 if you do more power to you i'm not expecting to see t- 2100 you know but i'm expecting at least hopefully god willing see you know enough of the 2000s but my vote right now before you know my boys put me in the ground serena Williams is the greatest athlete, man or woman of the 21st century. To me, is not even close. Oh yeah, no, it's not, even, it's not even close. I mean, to think about what she's accomplished and her greatness, I don't. I, like I said, even so, I, you can go across the board. And I think they even show it during that last match. at the U.S. Open, you know, they had Brady up there, they had Tiger up there, they had LeBron up there, and the one that I kept thinking about when I was just going down the line, I was looking at them, and I think they had a. No, Nadal and Federer up there and everything. I was just like, you know, Serena's still greater. Yeah, she's still greater. I, I'm sorry, you, you, I just got, to, I got to. This young lady has dominated her sport from her teens, twenties, thirties, <laughs> and I don't even give her her forties. I think yeah. she won. She won some in the forty, didn't she?
0: I think so. I think the last one that she won, I think she was was forty.
1: She was 40.
0: Or at least, uh, yeah, yeah, she may have just hit 40.
1: So, I mean, we're talking four decades, <laughs> four decades of dominance. I mean, how how can that be rivaled, man? And that last match, I mean, just, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, I was, I was so antsy. I was like, do I even want to watch? I almost, I almost got on the sticks, and I was like, you know what, I'll just watch it through the app, because I, like, I, I just didn't want to see her lose. Mm-hmm. And when she got off to that 5-3 lead, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. It just it just broke my heart when she lost that 5-3 lead in that first set. I was like, oh, there it is. Like she was that first set, we're good to go. But if she lost that 5-3 lead, I was like, man, and then that second set, I mean, she just showed why she was Serena, man. She gave every I mean she, you know, scratched and clawed through that tiebreaker, but she got the win. Mm-hmm. Like you said, in that third set, man, she 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 was done. She was just done. It, it, it was in her face, and you can just tell she, she didn't want to be, but it, it just wasn't there. And, and I couldn't fault her. She was tired. You know, and I don't even want to put it on her playing doubles with Venus. I, I enjoyed watching that.
0: Yeah, I did too.
1: I don't, I don't even put it on her playing doubles with Venus. I just think it was just a lot to ask of her at this point. I mean, I think it's the one thing when we you know run into athletes, even as few as they are, to be as, when they're as great as we know them to be, it's, it's always hard to see them when they're not at that greatness level, you know? And we know Serena is always great, but when she was just that tired, you just tell, like, it's just not in the cards, man. It's just not meant to be. And I thought she could have made a run, too. I was like, you know, she could do it. I think if she can just go ahead and get through this round and get to you know who she would have played today, she could have made a, a serious run, but. You know, it, it went down the way it went down, man. And you know, again, hey, she went out on her shield. She is, without question, again, not only the the greatest women's tennis player of all time. You can make an argument; she's the greatest tennis player of all time. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not a golf, no, excuse me, a tennis aficionado like that. So, I mean, that's just me throwing my two cents in. But in terms of just athletes, period, oh, without question, no, there there is no question that Serena Williams is the greatest. Tw- Athlete of the 21st century. I, I don't you dare throw LeBron James at me.
0: No, not at all.
1: Tom, Tom Brady, or even Tiger. I'm sorry, none of them. No, none of them to me can hold a candle to her, and not even her contemporaries on the men's side. You know, props to Nadal. I know he's taking the lead on his side in terms of the majors and stuff. But uh, no, it, it's it's about Serena. Ser- yeah. it's Serena all day.
0: I know. Uh, I forget who said it, but do you know how? Great, you have to be for somebody to apologize for beating you. Like I am so sorry, guys. Like you know, that's what that, that's what that girl said, man. Yeah. She,
1: she apologized. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but you know what? though? And I'm saying, if you just got—I mean, because I know it's emotional for a lot of people because everybody wants Serena to read and win. Mm-hmm. You got to tip your hat to that young lady. Was her—was her last name Tomjanovich? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like that. I tip my hat to her because the. Amount of pressure she must have been playing under, and she withstood it. Yeah. No disrespect to the young lady who was number two in the previous round, but you can see her break. Yep, I saw her breaking. This young lady here that Serena played that ended up you no, know, you no, know, uh, dismissing her in the third round. Hey, she stayed the course. I mean, yeah, I was sad Serena lost, but as an athlete, I, I had the two miles I like, respect. I mean, I mean, because I mean, everything was against you. Everybody in that <laughs> crowd. No one was there for you. At all. Except for I mean, like your little box. <laughs> and she even came in and said, I said, I thought Serena was gonna beat me too. Right, right. <laughs> I thought she was gonna beat me. And I could tell in her face when the match started, you can kind of see like she she, she looked shook. But yep. through it all, she found a way to stay the course. And you got it. I mean, again, it just I mean, that's something that she can always hang her hat on. I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen to her moving forward. You know, I mean, who knows what kind of noise she'll make. But I mean I mean, man, of all the accomplishments you could say you had as an athlete, to be able to say that you were the one that took out, you know, that basically brought, you know, put the, the book in on a all-time great career. I mean, what else do you need to say? I know. I really wanted it to be like Coco, <sighs>
0: man. Like that's in my mind, yeah, you like, you
1: want that storybook?
0: Yeah, I want it, Coco. You I wanted,
1: wanted that Coco. Give I wanted Sean that Shawn Michaels. Michaels, Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, it's like Coco's like, I'm sorry,
3: I love you, Serena. I love you,
1: End <laughs> it. Ended. That's what I wanted,
0: but you know, I'll take it. You know, it was a storybook career, and she can do whatever it is that she want to do now, man. Like. I don't know what you know. She plans to do. I know if she wants to get into to
1: commentary. I know everybody gonna open up the checkbook for. Her, but I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, you talk about what Brady make. You no, know, gonna be making when he leaves the booth. I mean, imagine what Serena will probably get offered. Right. I mean, but again, I mean, this this young woman. I mean, she's a she's a mogul, man. I mean, whatever whatever she's going to do. I mean, she she can do whatever she wants. <laughs> She can do whatever she wants, man. I, like I say again, it's just one of those things, you know, sad to see her go. And it's not like she still can't play, but I think it'd be selfish of us to you know to keep wishing that she comes back. Yeah. You know, because like she said, she doesn't call it a retirement, she's just evolving. You know, because I mean there's a lot of so I I'm sure she does a part of it still feels like she wants to play. But yeah. I mean, again, at this point in life, I mean, she like she said, the other things that I want. I want another child. And all these other no business messages she's got. I mean, it's it's just that second half, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she's she's still young in terms of life,
0: but yeah. in terms of just being an athlete, you know that that part that chapter appears to be
1: closed. So I hope. I mean, now that now that she more or less has, for the most part, stepped away. I just hope she just goes and, and just stays going. Then. Yeah, Because now in my heart, I'm getting used. I'm I'm towards the fact like, I'm I'm accepting that you're gone. Cause if you come back again, I'll be like, ah, so die.
0: Now I, I am all for if she wants to jump in like a doubles or something like that with Venus at like Wimbledon. Like, go ahead, man. Like, I'm I'm cool with that. If y'all just want to, you know, get that old thing back together, but I think I solo.
1: Nah. I don't want to. Damp, I don't want to dampen the mood. But just on a quick side note, Serena needs to retire too. Oh, Venus, yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah so Venus needs to retire too. I'm sorry. I when, I, when I watched that doubles, man, it just it broke my heart. She was, was letting long, the team down, man. Well, I mean, but even when I, I mean, but even lately, just I mean, Venus hasn't played a lot, but just watch her play these last, you know, few years. And I know she had some health complications, you know, a couple mm-hmm. years back, but just watching her, it's just like again, I just, I, I would like to see Venus retire too. I really would. I mean, when was the last time Venus really even contended? It's been a while. Yeah, it it, it has been. And, you know, and I, and I you know, i I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those things. I think she was probably just in the moment, but I really enjoyed when Serena said what you know, without Venus, there wouldn't have been a Serena, which mm-hmm. is true. yeah, I, I mean, unless I know we're all you know we're here, obviously praising Serena rightfully so, but that that is so real. And I mean, that's just another testament to Serena's greatness because she realizes that again, my sister came first. you know, before. I became who I became. Though know, my sister set the standard, I yep. just followed her lead. I just, I just followed her lead. And, and Venus is great. Now, obviously, Serena, you no, know, went to another level. But that takes none away from Venus, which more reason why, again, when I remember Venus at her apex, that's all I just want to keep remembering her as. You know? Yeah. And I said, and, and as being an athlete, I mean, whatever the reason may be, we all get to that point where it's just like you, just. Even though you may love doing it, you just realize at some point you just can't do it the way you're used to doing it. Yeah. You know? And I like, can see
0: her just kind of stepping away quietly and not, you know, doing not I, announcing a retirement, just be
1: like, yeah, I, I'm not doing it no more. Exactly. I mean, and, and whenever, whenever she truly does decide to announce it, just get the praise that you have earned. I mean, you and your sister have changed this game forever. Yeah. You are pillars in the game of tennis men or women it doesn't have to be i'm talking about tennis period Mm -hmm. they are pillars in the game of tennis they are legends without question and i mean those legends can never be taken. out whenever you want if you want to get into the whole ranking thing like i said i'm not qualified enough to do it (laughs) but venus is in the list (laughs) i think like one guy said he's like you realize now that serena stepped away the one of the most major still playing right now is Venus. Venus like, well, that's yeah. fact. <laughs> that's fine. It was Serena. Now Venus Williams. Man, what can you say? Yeah. What 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 can what can you say, man? Just we we will miss you, Serena. Said, but thank you for just the years that you gave. you know, not just to the country, to the world. I mean, I said she's done it all, man. I mean, winning Olympic gold medals, ranked number one in the world. I mean. T- phenomenal man unreal
0: agreed unreal. is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this up
1: oh no man last like we this this one was fun like i said i'm i'm ready to get go ahead and get into the uh uh football season oh i do want to mention one thing you know i'm not huge in the baseball but uh you've watched the mets yes Metley- that is my jam by the way narco that that
0: that song goes so hard
1: i I know the last his last name is diaz but man i'm sorry that is the hardest entrance in sports bar none when they brought that dude i I guess uh because it's from the song narco yeah timmy trumpet and they brought timmy trumpet out there man i was like oh that that's the hardest entrance in 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 sports right now no there is there's no ufc entrance there is no boxing entrance there's no other interest in sports that's harder than that. I love that, and he, I mean, he, he just walks on the field. He might get the trot every now. And then, but he yeah. just walks. I was like, you know <laughs> what? I was like, I'm not. I'm, I'm not nearly as big in the baseball as I used to be. And my cousin, shout out to my cousin Ryan, because he's one. He's really the one that you know brought it to my attention. And I mean, it just, it gets me going. I mean, it makes me wish I was still playing. I was like, I'd come out to that. I was, like, I would come out to that, man. That that is. I, I hope the Mets make the World Series. If the Mets make the World Series, I'm watching. <laughs> I'm definitely going to watch. I just want to see him walk out. Let it be for a Game 7 winner. <laughs> have him walk out to that. And bring back Timmy Trumpet, too. Bring back Timmy Trumpet. <laughs> oh, that, that, that is the hardest answer in sports, but I, I just have to say that. But no, other than that, I'm done.
0: All right. Go ahead and drop your socials, man.
1: Yes, sir. As always, on Twitter, I am at the MCG. O D as in David, I V as in Victor, A as D Micadiva. And I am at JSug at
0: J-A-Y-S-U-G-G, also on the Twitter. And until the next time, we out. Later.